1: The Opinion Line on Corks 96 FM. Claire Shine, thanks for being with us on the Opinion Line. I suppose the most important question to ask you, Claire, is how are you? I know you had a, a bad setback recently. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing very well, actually. Um, you know, it's taken a while uh, over the last year to kind of get back on my feet, um, but definitely over the last couple of months, I've been able to do so. And um, just changing little things to my lifestyle has made a, da- a massive difference and uh, yeah, I'm definitely feeling a lot more positive and, and, and much better.
1: Yeah. You were in a bad old place, June of 2020. We were all worried yeah. about you.
0: I know. Um, It was a very scary time, not only for me, but for a lot of people, you know, back home in core And um, I received a lot of messages and uh, people looking out for me to see if everything was okay, if they could do anything for me, but you know, it was one of those moments where I just felt like I had nobody um, mm. and coming from a dressing room full of people uh, who love me um, and a family and friends who love me and feeling like I'm all alone is, is something that I found really hard to deal with. Mm. Um, you know, it's part of, of having a good mental health is being able to speak to people and open up and, and be honest about how you're feeling. And that was just a place that I wasn't in. Um I feel I feel I feel like back then um I was very closed, you know. Um it was the second time this had kind of happened to me and I felt like I let myself down a little bit and how I got back to this place and if there was a way that I could have um changed it, um, but there wasn't and yeah, um, I'm just lucky and grateful to be yeah. in the position I am now and to be able to come out of a, such a dark place.
1: It must be a very strange and frightening sensation to know, like you said, that there are so many people in the world who love you, who support you, yeah. who believe in you, yet you can't bring yourself within yourself to appreciate that. That's a dark corner, Claire.
0: Yeah, it is. And it's really scary. And I know a lot of people have been through it. Um you know, I walk in to the dressing room and I see all my friends and, and see everybody and they're all laughing and joking and smiling. And you know, I always have a smile on my face too. But inside I was extremely depressed and in in certain ways I didn't even want to be there. Um which is devastating, you know, because I, I'm one of the lucky ones who get to do what I love every single day and not being happy and not being able to enjoy that is just it's it's devastating. Um but I can see that now. Um, but whereas back then, you know, I wasn't in a mindset where I was I was happy at all in what I was doing and and who I was with and you know being a professional footballer is something I've dreamed of since I was five years old. And then I got into this the position and the situation, and you know I, I just I couldn't enjoy it. Um, I wasn't happy myself. Um which is probably one of the main reasons. Um and I it just I just lacked that.
1: It really it really it really does define how it's an illness, doesn't it? In that yeah. you know, there was no reason in logic for you to be as unhappy as you were, and yet you were.
0: Of course. Um, you know, I do what I love every single day. I get up, I go training. Um of course there's some days that are harder than others. Um, and back then it was just constant. It was just every single day. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. And it just got back in my mindset. Then changed, and you know, I didn't want to be here anymore. And I, I, I just couldn't grasp that. I, yeah. I just found it really hard to deal with. Um, you know, when you go down this dark hole, and it's very, very hard to come out of. um. um but yeah, as well, as part of my mental health, you know, I, I have an addiction with alcohol yeah. um, and I'm down that slippery slope. And, um, you know, I've loved alcohol since the minute it, it touched my lips when I was um, when I was quite young.
1: What, what age were you? Sixteen. Um, okay.
0: When I first had my first drink. Um,
1: how, how long did it take to get into trouble with drink?
0: Um, I was twenty three when i first went in and got help from it you know i was playing for glasgow city at the time and you you know they could really see it in me um there was a couple of occasions i turned up to games um f- from the night before and smelling of drink and even still drunk and which is just not acceptable you know i had girls in that dressing room who really looked up to me and i was turning up in this state it was just something I had no control of over. I was powerless uh, in that sense. It was like, uh, it completely just took over me and, and I had no say really in, in what I was doing. Um, and in that point in my life, um, it was Glasgow, or not Glasgow, sorry, Cork City, who uh, referred me to um, Andrew, who was my, the fella who really looked after me inside in um, the treatment centre in Douglas. It's a drug and alcohol Center, it's more of a lifestyle change in my eyes. Um, He taught me things I didn't know about myself and and self control, and and to be able to kind of do things without alcohol not revolving around it and and enjoying the simple things in life, which was the first time I have ever had ever been able to do that. Um, It was a scary time. Uh, It went on for years, you know, um, but to be able to come to terms with it and, and, and to be in the position I am today, you know, I'm grateful for. City for for putting me in touch with Andrew um, mm. and starting off my recovery program.
1: Yeah, your your first thoughts of ending your life came in in 2018.
0: Yeah, um, well, when I was 18, um, I was in Pieta House. Um, I was in and out for weekly sessions for three months. Um, I started experiencing pan- panic attacks, uh, which kind of interfered with my life. You know, I wasn't sleeping. Um, I didn't have a good appetite, I was drinking uh, quite a lot, um, and I became really suicidal at Christmas 2014, um, and that's when I went into Pieta House for the first time, um, you know, and it's something, it was a place where I learned a lot as well about mental health and, and suicide thoughts and panic attacks, etc., um, and, you know, when I came out of Pieta House the first time, I thought I was cured, I thought this was it, great. You know I'm back on track, which is which isn't the case, and I came out and I just went back to doing what i was doing um and as the months went on, I found myself back to square one. I was back in Pieta house um and at this point, I was actually over in Glasgow City, so I had to come back from Glasgow City and um start again with Pieta house um and you know it was just something that I didn't know what to didn't know a lot about. I didn't understand why I was going through this or or what was even happening to me so um it was just a really s- scary moment um and period in my life even at that age and then when I came again came about again into 2018 um I was actually suicidal for the whole year I- I'm not going to say that um it was just something that came upon me it was something that I thought about for months and months and I was trying to do the right thing and it just wasn't happening you know I was in Um, serious bother with with alcohol as well and I was drinking maybe four or five six nights a week Um, and I started to lie about it and, and before I knew it I was you know in hospital dealing with kind of the consequences of trying to take my own life which was which is almost harder because you have to see like the impact it has hmm. on everybody that's around you. And not only for yourself, but for everybody that is around you, you know, it's difficult and it was a really hard time.
1: Yeah. Like when you wake up and and you look around you and you see the people looking at you, yeah. worried about yeah. you, what does yeah. that do to you inside?
0: Oh, it's- the guilt to this day still affects me. You know, it's something that I'm still working on um, and trying to get on top of. It's it never really gets better. Um, I mean, I have a great relationship with my friends and my family, and now. Um, but there was a, a time where I didn't have a, a relationship with anybody because of what I was doing and my actions, and it just, I just lost all control of myself, really, and I forgot who I was, or I not even forgot, but I lost everything. Um, that I had worked towards, um, and as the time went on, it just got worse.
1: Is there a split, Claire, in in a person's head when that's going on? In that there, you are you're so honest about it, reeling out of control. Is there kind of a split situation where you you actually watch yourself going out of control and know you're going out of control, but you're powerless yeah. to stop it? Yeah,
0: and I found that in. My relapse last year in 2020, um, like I knew what was going to happen. I knew the consequences. I knew how this was going to make people feel. I knew how bad um, I, it was going to make me feel and how suicidal I can become. Um, and yet I was still doing it. I couldn't control it. I couldn't stop it. Uh, it just, it, the power it has over you um, is frightening. And you're trying to hide it as well from everybody because you know you've been through it before and you've got to a very good place. And then within weeks, within months, I was back to square one again, um, which wasn't the first time it had happened. So I started to hate myself and for all the decisions that I was making. Um it was just yeah, my self-hatred was one thing that I found really difficult. Um I didn't like who the person I was becoming um, and it kept happening and kept happening. And I just didn't know how to stop it. Um, and that's when I ended up in hospital over here in Glasgow in um, 2020, June 2020, where I went through a, a detox phase um, in hospital. I was there for a month, um, which was a really kind of difficult period. You know, you go into hospital and you don't know what to expect. I was in a psychiatric ward. Um, and not only do you have to kind of deal with your problems but you have to be able to manage the 20 other patients that are in there too because you don't want to trigger them they don't want to trigger you so it's it's hard to kind of build relationships um, which I actually managed to do after a number of days that I was in there and um, learning from people who have been dealing with these issues their whole lives you know a lot older than me and, and being able to see or listen to them and knowing that i'm still young and i can still put it right was a a massive changing point in my life
1: and now that you are well again and and we hope that that continues glasgow city and before it Cork city they've both been extraordinarily kind to you even in your darkest moments
0: yeah they have absolutely they have you know um Especially over here in Glasgow City, they've, they've seen me at my best and they've seen me at my worst and, and they've never given up on me.
1: How important is that, Claire?
0: It's so important to have a good um, support system around you and it's the best it's ever been in my life at the moment. Um, I've constantly got people who I'm in touch with, uh, you know, if I'm having a bad day and, you know, I can reach out to my teammates now and, and let them know. And, you know, once I do get it off my chest, it, the day... Becomes to to be a lot um and i'm i'm glad and thankful that i am in this position you know to to be able to speak about it and to be open and to have um that platform to be able to help all of the people as well which is a massive uh, part of my recovery too to be able to help people and open up and and let people and to be able to relate to people
1: and um, for, for people who were desperately worried about you last year it was such a it was an indication of just how well regarded you are, that it was Vera Powell's tweet who told us you were OK. Like the international manager is tweeting to let people know you're OK. That's the level of respect in which in which you're held. How does that feel?
0: Yeah. um, You know, it's crazy. You know, I touched on it earlier how all these people were tweeting and and it was everywhere it was all over social media the messages that I had and I still felt like I didn't have anybody and that's how powerful it can be at wow. times wow where you know I had just got my first start for Ireland in, in that March in that February and then a couple of weeks later I was in a relapse that I used to have nightmares over And it's just so quickly how it was able to turn around. And now I can kind of appreciate and understand where people were coming from, where they do have this respect for me and I have that respect for them. You know, it works both ways. And I'm just grateful to have that many people behind me and and to help me. And and I know that and I can see that now. Um, And I just like to be able to remind myself that I do have a lot of support behind me, no matter if it's good or if it's bad. Uh, if I'm doing good or if I'm doing bad, you know, there's always people there. And, and it's nice to have that fork and um, kind of background behind me as well. You know,
1: you're a mental health ambassador as well with with your club. And I think on this week that it is Mental Health Week. There's probably a lot of young women, a lot of young men too, but young women like yourself. Uh, they've got everything they need in life. They've got a good life, good job, very happy, surrounded by friends and family and those who love them. And yet they, yeah. they have this internal hate of themselves. What advice, if any, can you give them, Claire, as someone who has been there and and only recently?
0: Just that if you if you do find yourself struggling and you're in a dark place, you know there's so many people out there that love you unconditionally. And when you're in that place, I know it's really hard to kind of see that and understand that. Um, And just to be able to be open and to be honest, like I love opening conversation around mental health and suicidal thoughts, because when people bring up the the conversation around suicidal thoughts, you know, they're they're like almost like take a step back. They they don't understand it. They don't get it. They don't see it as something that happens like every day, whereas it is something that happens every single day. And and the, the amount of people that are taking their own lives everywhere in the world, male, female, kids, adults, you know it's it's happening and the more we get the, the message out that it's okay not to be okay um, and to be able to be open and honest and, and have the support around you is just so important um, especially being able to like I, I speak to my teammates all the time and I'm lucky to be in that environment but there's people who don't um, and being, being able to open up to their friends or their families is just really important and I would encourage anybody to to do it no matter how small they think it is like in your life it's a big thing um and that you're so brave to be able to open up and and to be honest and I just think that's something that we all need to learn um that everybody goes through things in life um and some things can be unexpected but everybody goes through things and everybody can relate on some way um to having down days especially and I, I just think opening up the conversation and and to reaching out to people is really important.
1: And that's what we wanted to do with you today. And thanks for doing it. Finally, how good is it to be back playing and training and fit and healthy?
0: Oh, it's amazing. I don't take one single second for granted. You know, Um, I take everything in now. I'm grateful um, to be in this position. Um, And it's probably the first time in my life that I've been able to feel that warmth inside me that I'm in a position to be able to inspire people and um, the young age. Um, you know, I'm back in, in um the international setup. Uh, I'm starting for my club over here. I'm scoring goals. Um uh, playing in the Champions League. You know, this time last year I didn't think I'd ever play football again. And and to be in where I am now is just is just incredible. And I, I won't ever take it for granted again.
1: Well that's living proof that recovery is possible claire thanks for being with us thank you so much
0: thanks a million thank you
1: corks 96 fm